First of all, I'd like to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers here. And I know some of us, our mothers are with Jesus today. Yeah. We want to say Happy Mother's Day to them too. He didn't want me to try to sing this, but I don't think I could hear the music that good, so I'm going to read it. said more than once, but I'll add to it, Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers here this morning. Uh, as has also been said, I'm sure we all have stories, we all have memories that mm -hmm. we can conjure up. Some will make us cry, some will make us laugh, and mm -hmm. some will make us 
ask ourselves, what in the world was I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, I've told you many times, my mother was a woman small in stature. Uh, she was about four foot 11 and, and stayed around 90 pounds all of her life. And they always told me the biggest my mother was, or the most she ever weighed, is when she was nine months pregnant with me, and she got up to 115. <laughs> uh, that's just the way God made it. Uh, but I thank God for my mother. I mentioned there Wednesday night that this August would be 30 years since she'd gone home to be with the Lord. But I started thinking about that after I got home. It's going to be 31 years. Uh, my boys were, were very young. I think Robbie was five. Jared was about three when uh, Mom passed. They didn't get to know her very well. And I didn't get to appreciate her enough. Uh, you don't want to start appreciating Mom and Dad until you have kids of your own. And you start going through what you put them through. Amen. And you realize they knew what they were talking about. You draw on those experiences and on that wisdom that you got. I'm, I'm not going to uh, read any verses for the basis of the message today. Uh, I'm going to go to Proverbs 31, but as we go through the message, I'll, I'll bring some of these verses out. And I'm sure as most of you know that uh, Mother's Day, actually, the observance began here in this state, in West Virginia. I can remember many times as uh, we went up to uh, Philippi when Jared was going to school up there. We'd drive from Philippi around the back way into Fairmont. You go through Grafton, and you go right by the Mother's Day Museum right there beside the road. Never did stop and, and look. Always wanted to. Uh, but we're here today to honor our mothers, and it's something that uh, is good to do. It's something that's right to do, and it's also something that we are commanded to do in the Word of God. If you think about the Ten Commandments, folks, we know the they start out with our relationship with God and honoring Him. Then it starts talking about our relationship with man. And the first commandment that we have when it comes to our relationship with each other is honor your father and your mother. Now this is something that's serious to God. And He expects us to do that. And I'll tell you how serious it is. One time I, I went to chapel at Beth Haven Christian School and preached to the the kids there one Sunday and, or, or one afternoon and I, and, and I got some messages out about honoring mother and father and, and when I use this verse of scripture, this is not part of my message today, but you can see some eyes get about that big. But God says over in the 30th chapter, the eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out and the eagles shall eat it. You can tell what, probably what was going through these kids' minds when I used that verse of Scripture. But it just goes to show us how important and, and how much that God stresses that we are to honor uh, our parents, our, our mothers, and, and our fathers. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us it's the first commandment with promise. Uh, so we know that whether what age we are, that don't stop when we turn 18. It doesn't stop when we get married and move out. It doesn't stop when all the, it's until they leave this world. We're to honor our mother and father. Yeah. And I know many of you today, you have that luxury uh, of sitting down, maybe having a dinner with mom. Maybe picking up the phone if you can't visit her today, calling her, speaking to her. The rest of us, we have to go on the memories that we have that are past. But yet, they're memories that God has given us and are very, as they talk about this song, very, very precious. Uh, mothers seem to be the glue that hold the family together. Don't know why that is, but it just seems like more often than not. And when we think about mothers, there's there's all kinds of different names for them. There's there's taxi driver, there's doctor, there's maid, there's uh, cook, there's laundry uh, washer, however you want to look at it. A lot of different names, heart mender, leaning post, and I'm sure there's many, many more names that uh, we can use to describe mothers today. 
But in getting into this message, I, I, I want to uh, preach this message to you, and, and hopefully with the Lord's help, uh, to give you another name for a mother. Uh, now we know that the Bible tells us that every good gift, every perfect gift cometh from above. And it's from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness, neither is there a shadow of turning. So another name that I'd like to look at and kind of bring out in the message today is gift. Uh, mothers truly are a gift from God. Uh, many of us have been blessed to have those mothers that, that were an example, those mothers that showed love, those mothers that did everything they could do. Now, I know there may be some of you today say, well, preacher, that, that's not the mother I had. And it's sad that we live in the world that that is the case. But yet the best thing you can do is forgive her in your heart and just keep living your life. That's the only thing you can do. That's right. But I, I think about the types of mothers that there are. There's, there's birth mothers. There's uh, grandmothers that serve as mothers. Uh, Bill talked about his, his mother really served as mom and dad. Sometimes the dad serves as mom and dad. And there's adoptive mothers. There's all kinds of mothers. Sometimes mothers are, are, are considered neighborhood mothers. They kind of help watch over all the kids that go. But I was thinking about those uh, uh, adoptive mothers. And there used to be a show come on TV. I don't know if it comes on anymore. And it was about people that, that once they grew up, they, they found out they were adopted. And they started seeking out their natural parents. And for a lot of them, their first thought was, mom didn't want me. Mom didn't want to keep me. All she wanted to do was get rid of me. But as the story goes, and they find the mother, and they come together, they find out mm -hmm. that that mother giving them up in adoption was the best thing she could have ever done. Amen. God knows what's best for us. But I want to look at this tonight, or today, this, that mothers that are a gift. Now, I want to use that word gift. Those four letters, G-I-F-T, as a descriptor of mothers and, and see what we can find in the Word of God here in this 31st chapter of Proverbs. So first we, we look at that letter G, and I want to say graciousness. Now, it's going to be hard, and, and every year it is, it's hard to preach and talk about mothers, go to the Word of God, without sharing some of my own experiences with you. As I said, I know that we all have those experiences that we want to share, but in each of these, I see a glimpse and a, a memory of my, of, of my own mother. But we talk about graciousness, and mothers are in the family that are more, or are the one person in the family that are more concerned with the needs of everybody else. I told you this many times as a young boy growing up to the, the latest I can remember when she was able, my mother was the last one to go to bed and the first one to get up. My dad worked in the coal mines underground for almost 40 years and every day before he to work, went to work had a home-cooked meal every single day. When I got up to go to school as well as all my brothers and sisters, there, there was always breakfast cooked that was on the table for us. She was always putting herself aside, her needs aside, and putting everybody else before her. Folks, that's great. Sometimes it was undeserved. Sometimes we just shouldn't have had that attention and her time that she gave us because of what we, we were doing and acting out, but yet she was gracious in putting herself aside and putting others first. I think I've shared this with you before. My dad had a younger brother. Uh, lived to, well, when I say he lived, he, he bounced from place to place. He was an alcoholic. And when I say an alcoholic, I'm not talking about somebody that just got up and drank every day. I'm talking about somebody that would get aftershave, that would get anything that had a hint of alcohol in it, and he would drink it. And, and his life was lived just bouncing from place to place, staying with friend to friend. But there were times that he would call. And he'd have to call my dad, and he'd say, I, I need to come and stay for a couple of days. 
And now you think that my dad's brother, that my mom, folks, maybe some of us think about ourselves, well, you know what? I'm not doing that anymore. But any time that he called, she would have him clean clothes to put on. She would make sure that he had a hot bath that he could take a bath, and she would cook for him just like she did anybody else. After two or three days, you know what? He'd go back on his way. You may not see him again for another year or so, sometimes more than that. But she was always gracious in how she treated him. And that's a great gift that we have in our mother's folk is their graciousness. And not only in her words, but also the things she does. Look to Proverbs here, verses 14 and 15. It says, She is like the merchant's ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household, and a portion to her maidens. Look at verses 21 and 20. What does it say? She's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and is purple. And you think about it, it's talking about a mother that sets herself aside, sets her time aside to take care of everybody else. And I know that I've shared this with you before. And matter of fact, I've heard people say the same thing. My mother was always, I don't care what meal it was, how much time was spent preparing the meal, what covered the table, was always the last one to sit down and eat. And when she ate, she ate all the sauce. That was it. And it wasn't because there wasn't any food left. Maybe that's the only way she wanted to eat. But she made sure everybody else ate, everybody else was filled, and everybody else had what they wanted. Then she would sit down at the end. Graciousness, folks. You know, I was thinking this morning, and it's funny how the Lord will, will, will check you sometimes. But I was thinking this morning as I was reading a little bit and uh, thinking about our boys and as they've grown, I, I thought to myself, my boys will never, ever know how many times their mom has put herself aside for them. How many times she's put her needs aside, her wants aside to make sure the boys were taken care of. Yeah. And I was thinking about those names that I, I give to you there, taxi driver, uh, cook, maid, however you want to look at it. And I said, there's one name that, that I kind of thought of that, that we don't think of very often, and that name is Buffer. Well, what are you saying, preacher? She's a buffer between the children and the dad. Now, I can only speak from the perspective of having sons. I've never had a daughter. But I can only speak from that perspective, but I can tell you many times when old dad was ready to snap and old dad was ready to fly off the handle and old dad was ready to react and shoot from the hip and take care of business, mom said, wait a minute. And you need to think about this situation. Now, I'm not saying she was saying, no, don't hurt my baby. Don't, don't. She wasn't doing that. She said, you need to settle down. You need to think about the situation and you need to do this or do that. Even in their adult years. There's times that dad's got upset, times got, dad's got mad, times dad's got aggravated. I said, I'm going to tell him like it is. <laughs> Hold your tongue. Just think about it a minute. Yeah. And then I was thinking about that, and I said, I never looked at my mom as a buffer. Never thought about my mom as a buffer. Now, if you grew up like I did, my dad worked, like I said, round the clock many days. He'd leave in daylight, come home after dark, working in the mines. My mother never worked a job in her life. And I, I want to say this, outside the home. She had such a big job. There were seven kids in my family. Y'all know that. I'm next to the baby. Seven children. I mean, she had one of the, the, the biggest jobs anybody could ever have in, in keeping us family all together. And I got more whippings from mom than I ever got from dad. I could probably count the times my dad whipped me on one hand. But now mother, she lined you out. She took care of business. But then when she needed to be that buffer between you and dad, she was there. 
So we think about the graciousness of our mother, certainly the sacrifices that they make for their husbands, the sacrifices for they make for their children, the sacrifices for they make people even outside the family. Truly mothers are a gift from God. That I, think about that I gift. Intelligence. Now we equate the word intelligence with book learning. We equate the word intelligence with education. We need to get all the education so that we'll be intelligent. But let me tell you something. There's an intelligence that far exceeds anything you can learn in a book. There's an intelligence that far exceeds anything you can get in a formal education. My mother never graduated high school. But I can say to you today, she's one of the smartest women I ever met. The sad thing is, I didn't realize that until too late. See, when I was growing up, and I'm sure we all do this, we all think this, mothers want to give us advice, mothers want to tell us what we need to do in these situations, tell us how we need to act, how we need, but here we are. They don't know anything. Now, what does she know about being 15 years old? What does she know about being 18 years old? What does she know about it? Listen, she knew it all. She'd been there. She had seen it. And folks, even though, as I said, never had a, a high school diploma, she was more intelligent than a lot of people I know that are highly educated because it was a lot of common sense that she tried to instill in us. Right. A precious gift of a mother is one that, that truly is intelligent. They're wise. They know how to uh, take a small meal and, and, and multiply it to feed many. They know how to take care of clothes and they will last for a long time. One thing my boys have never had to do, I can remember doing when I was a kid. I used to wear patches on my jeans. Because I had a, 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 this knack for wearing out the knees of them all the time. Staying on the knees playing, doing this and doing that. And mom would patch the knees. People today, you give them patches on their clothes. I'm not wearing that. That's embarrassing. But yet mother knew how to make those jeans last, go a little longer. And when you got all those kids to take care of, let me tell you something, money don't go real far. But yet we see that mother and that intelligence that they have. And more often than not, you see many times, the mother is the one that, that keeps the finances straight. But look for the mother, man. The family be, be, be out on the street somewhere. But yet the mothers have the intelligence and they know. And through her experience, folks, you've always heard this, the experience is the best teacher. And I used to think about that sometimes. Boy, my mother is from Inez, Kentucky. What in the world can you learn in Inez, Kentucky? <laughs> not putting Inez down, a great place, folks. Used to visit all the time when we were growing up. Love it, little town. Still go through there now sometimes for work. But yet, little old country girl growing up in little Inez, Kentucky, population 600, what does she know? I realize today she knew far more than I ever give her credit for. Far more than I ever realized. Far more than maybe I'll ever know in my lifetime. But yet her intelligence and, 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 and her mind were, were sharp. Listen to what the Word of God says here. It says that she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. In 31, chapter 16 through 19, it says she considereth a field and buyeth it, and with the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girded her loins with strength and strengthened her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by the night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. Think about that. She considereth a field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hand, she planted the vineyard. She knew how to make things happen. She knew how to take care of everything that the family needed. And she knew that even when dad was gone working all the time, she knew how to keep the family together. And we always had everything that we needed. Intelligence doesn't always come from a book, folks. Sometimes it comes from those life lessons that we learn. Amen. Think about this, this next word, faithfulness. 
graciousness, intelligence, and faithfulness. Mm -hmm. A mother, folks, faithful to her family. Listen, uh, another word that we need to use to describe that gift that we have is faithfulness. First of all, faithful to God. Next, faithful to, to the husband, faithful to the family. And, and faithfulness is one of the most important qualities when it comes to our relationship with God. Now, I've told you this before. I, I grew up in a family that mom and dad were not saved. They were not Christians. But now my dad was one that went to Sunday school every Sunday. He was more faithful to Sunday school. Now, not morning worship, not Sunday evening, not Wednesday evening, but more faithful to Sunday school than a lot of the members of the church there in our coal camp. And when dad went to church, guess who went with him? Mm -hmm. All the kids. Yep. And we got up old enough and we decided we didn't want to go with him. I can remember going with the sister who's next in line to me and, and the brother above her when we three were going to church with dad at the same time. That's about as far back as I can remember. But yet I can remember dad was always faithful, as we said, to the house of God. But mom was always faithful to the house. Now having said that, let me tell you this. I thank God today before mom left this world, she gave her heart to Jesus. Amen. Amen. She got saved about three years before she passed. And I thank God for that. Yes. But yet when we think about that faithfulness and how important it is to God, one of the greatest lessons and examples that we can ever give our children is a faithfulness to God. Yeah. It's to give them a, a knowledge of the scriptures, to give them a, attendance among the house of God, to show them what it's like to serve God and serve Him faithfully, and more than that, be an example. And that example is the one that you have to be outside this building yes, yes. and behind the closed doors of the house yeah, and to show them your faithfulness to God. You look at the Word of God, folks. You look at verses 10 through 12 here, very simple. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Verse 30 says this very simply. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain but a woman that feareth the Lord she shall be praised. This is the faithfulness that we can show our children the faithfulness that a woman can uh, a mother can show her children is far beyond anything else that we may be able to supply them materially and give them of this world. And folks we've seen it some of you may have experienced that that many times the mother is the faithful leader of the house. You see the mother the one that's bringing them to church by herself. The mother is the one that's teaching them. The mother is the one that's showing them. The mother is the one being the, the faithful example to God in the home. But yet because of that many times, what have we seen that's resulted in the husband and the father coming to a knowledge of Jesus Christ and getting saved? But yet the mothers are faithful and they do everything they can to take care of their family. Something that's always amazed me, and I'm sure you've all probably seen this before, if not in an animal that you've, you've owned or just uh, maybe something shown in, in a, uh, a TV or uh, whatever, uh, on the TV, whatever it may be. But God puts an instinct into a mother. Do you think about that? An instinct to protect and provide for her children. Amen. And I'm not talking just about humanity, folks. You can look at any animal in the kingdom. You can look at any animal in the world, no matter what it is, and there's an instinct that's built in that will protect that child and care for them and will be faithful to them until they have all that they need until it's time for them to move on. So we see that faithfulness of a mother. She's always there for those that depend on her. And truly, truly, folks, our mothers are a gift from God. 
The last one I want to look at, we've talked about graciousness. We've talked about intelligence. We've talked about faithfulness is tenderness. Now think about that. You think about the first time that mother lays eyes on that child. When Robbie was born back in that day, they didn't let you go in the delivery room, which he was C-section, both of our boys were. They didn't let you go in the operating room, basically. And they rolled him down the aisle or out, out the, the hallway through the doors there. And I got to pull that little blanket back and look at it. But I thought about it. Boy, what about that moment that his mother yeah. was able to lay eyes on him? And they actually had pictures that they showed us. You could see nothing but the tears flowing and the love that was on the face. How tender that relationship began. See, we dads, we want to be tough. We're not tender. We're not soft. We're not, we're not loving. we we got to be the, the firm hand. But yet those mothers are tender. Yet in being tender, it goes back to the point I was telling you a few minutes ago about the instinct that's in a mother. You let somebody do something to one of those children. You'll see a tender mother turn into a mountain lion. Turn into a raging bear or, or, or ready for destruction because somebody has hurt her children. Yep. Whether it be physical, whether it be emotional, whether it be whatever, a mother, folks, will stand and guard her children. But you think about that tenderness, tender-hearted uh, mother whose life is overflowing with love and, and kindness for her children. She speaks tenderly. She acts tenderly, unless there's some of those situations that go up. But yet, she is the picture of God. What are you saying, preachers? We've all heard this the closest love to God that you'll find in this world is that love of a mother. You see, we're told that God has an agape or an unconditional love for us. And we have to know that that's true. For why would he look beyond all of our faults and look beyond who we are as man and send his son to die for us? That's that unconditional love that God has. But it's also an unconditional love that mothers have for their children. Now, I've told you many times that sometimes mother has to be a buffer. And there's times that, that you see things happen in your children. I, I, I've heard people talk, talk to this, heard people say it, come from their own mouth. I used to work with a guy one time and said his, his son got caught up in something, uh, something to do with drugs. He ended up in jail over there in Logan for a while. And I was asking him how he was doing. I guess he's doing all right. But his mom goes to visit him. I ain't going. See, that tender heart of a mother looked beyond, even though something happened, even though he was in jail, she would still visit him regularly as she was allowed to until he got out. That man said, I ain't going. But that tender heart of a mother, folks, there's not a heart like it anywhere else other than that heart of God that we have. She's the one that the, the, the husband can, can look to. She's the one that the children can, can lean upon and can cry to. And, and she's the one that seems to have the right words for every situation. You know how many times I, my mind has went back that I've made a statement to my children, or I've made a statement in a conversation that Hope and I are having. I said, boy, that sounds like my mom. Or sounds like my dad sometimes. Mm -hmm. But we don't think of what we have when we have it. And usually it's always too late when we really appreciate Amen. it. Now you think about the great gift that we've been given. How in the world do we express our gratitude and our thanks for such a great gift that God has given us? Folks, we can only do it when you look to the Word of God and what it says. Very simply, the Bible says this. Favor is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands. Let her own works praise her in the gates. 
Verse 28 tells us this. Her children arise up and call, us, call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Yep. We all as husbands that are here today, if you still have your wife, praise her. Yep. Thank God for her. Thank God for the blessing that she's been. Children, bless your mother. Thank your mother for all that she's done for you. You will never know, and I believe this with all my heart, I'll go probably to the grave one of these days and never know all the things that my mother did for me. As I said, maybe you're here and you said, well, preacher, I never had a mother like that. And sometimes, sadly, that's the case. As you see it. But you've got to move on. Live your life. Don't be that example to your children. But be what God would have you to be. Now, if God is so gracious to us and God loves us enough that he gave us this great gift of mothers, what more could he give us that would be better? There's only one thing. And that's his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible tells us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. God loves us enough, folks, not only enough to give us a loving mother, one that is gracious, one that is intelligent, one that is faithful, and one that is tender, but also to give us his precious son, that we might have life beyond this grave, and that the circle might be unbroken. See, there's a lot of families today, as we said, that are going to be remembering that mom that's passed away, that's gone on to be with the Lord, and guess what? There's a reunion coming, yeah. and it's only through and by what God has provided us in Jesus Christ that we can look forward to that yeah. as we stand. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Very simply today, folks. I know this is Mother's Day. It's certainly a day that we need to honor our mothers. It's something that should be done every day. Sure, we all can think back. There's good memories that we have when we said the right thing and did the right thing, but then there's those memories we have that we didn't do the right thing or say the right thing. Maybe caused our, our moms a little anguish, a little heartache, some sleepless nights. But you know what? Because they loved us, they looked beyond that. And they saw their precious children. God looked beyond our faults, our sin who we were in this world and gave us the precious gift of his son in Jesus Christ. If you're here today and lost, what a gift would be to your mother to hear you got saved. What a great day it would be to say, Mama, give my heart to the Lord today. One of the hardest things to do
be seated for a moment. Others that came in today, I believe Sister Dream 